Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle, and it's been a while since I've posted. I turned 51 on October 25th, 2019. I turned 51 years old, and I'm happy that I am aging so well, and I'm so healthy, and I'm really inspired. I saw uh, the movie Joker on my birthday with one of my best friends who's like a brother to me. And I'm really inspired by, there's there's three main things I wanted to share in this recording. It's the idea of regenerative agriculture in both uh, plant and animal agriculture and farming, uh, which is the idea, okay, the three things are regenerative agriculture and how important food is and the environment and taking care of the planet, uh, and my concern about the movie Joker and all of the issues that it addresses and sort of uh, leaves it kind of open for the audience to interpret what it means and what the messages are in the film. I like that it leaves space. And then the new Edie Brickell album, Edie Brickell, A New Bohemians, uh, it's called Rocket, that I really love, that I talked about in my last recording. Uh, Such a great album. So, Okay, regenerative agriculture is a system of farming principles and practices that increases biodiversity, enriches soils, improves watersheds, and enhances ecosystem services. Regenerative agriculture aims to capture carbon in soil and above-ground biomass, reversing current global trends of atmospheric accumulation. And I found out from listening to a few different people online. Let's see, I'm going to find these videos. I watch a lot of videos. I kind of feel like I'm in school and I'm, I've listened to a lot of nutrition videos, which leads to the environment. There's a stereotype that people that eat meat don't care about the environment and they eat fast food. And then people that care about the environment are vegan or vegetarian. I'd like to say that there's something beyond the duality of that. And there's a guy named Nick Offerman. There's a film called Look and See, and it's kind of about the philosophy of taking care of the planet and kind of slowing down and thinking about how we do farming in, in, in both plant and animal agriculture. And there's a guy named, what is his name? Um, how to Green the World's Deserts and Reverse Climate Change, Alan Savory, A-L-L-A-N-S-A-V-O-R-Y. Alan Savory is a guy, uh, I think he's from somewhere in Africa. He's a white guy from somewhere in Zimbabwe or Africa or somewhere. And um, he uh, has done research on, because a lot of, some of the climate change, people think it's because of cows grazing when actually it's the lack of cows grazing, if you look at a lot of the lands on the planet, um, they are being deforested. They are being, they're turning into deserts because the soil is eroding. And the theory is they've greened. This guy, Alan Savory, has an organization that goes around and tries to help re-green land in different um, continents. I think five different continents. And they've uh, millions of acres of land has been regreened. I didn't realize this, that there's lots of parts of the world where it's turning into a desert. And they were trying to figure out why, and they thought it was because there was too much livestock that was 
overgrazing. And it's true that when livestock overgrazes in one area, it can destroy that soil and the plants die. And then that becomes a barren desert. But if you do farming in the correct way, the way we used to, in a slower way, I'm thinking probably the Amish people still do it this way, is that you have livestock on land and they pee and poop and stimulate the grass by chewing and grazing it. And then you move them around so they never overgraze in one particular area and you rotate them um, and you take care of them humanely before you slaughter them. You know, slaughtering is not uh, nice, but that's what people and plants and animals do is we all eat each other and everything is recycled. So I'm actually more comfortable being an omnivore and I'm practically a carnivore, but I'm I'm pretty much an omnivore, a semi-ketogenic carnivore type of a person. I'm still eating in an eight-hour window. and a six to eight-hour window, I eat, so I intermittent fast the rest of the time of the day. And I'm eating a low-carb, almost no-processed foods, almost no-processed sugar. And I eat mostly meat and vegetables. And I eat eggs and cheese and full-fat dairy. And I go to the food bank and I get a lot of free food, but when I buy food, and I'm not as picky when I get it there, but I'm really picky when I when I buy my meat and vegetables, I get organic, I try to buy from the farmer's market, and I go to a local small butcher shop uh, here in Seattle, and I get as much small farm animal meats as I possibly can, and I eat a lot of lamb that's Gra- uh, grazed on grass. And so the plants and animals, like the animal agriculture needs to change, just like the plant, even organic farms apparently don't really enrich the soil. They use synthetic fertilizers sometimes. And so when something is organic, it's true that they don't use pesticides in organic farming. Uh, but I found out that they can use synthetic fertilizer in organic farming. And and true organic farming would be that they would use manure and they would um, use natural fertilizer to keep the soil rich. And that would be pee and poop of animals, urine and feces of ruminant animals that graze on the land. And the healthiest soil, you know, this guy, um, Alan Savory, showed photographs of many, many parts of the world where the land was barren and then within a few years they got it to be lush and green and the soil you can see the difference if you pick up a, a chunk of soil you can smell that it's mineral rich um, and the old soil was just crumbling and dry in your hands kind of like sand and so and this really helps the plants and the animals and the ecosystem if we work with nature instead of doing monocrops of both plants and animals. Because even in plant agriculture, um, there are a lot of insects, birds, snakes, rabbits, raccoons, rats, mice, whatever the supposed quote-unquote pests are that are eating the, the crops need to be eliminated. So a lot of animals actually die when you're growing vegetables, in addition to, uh, obviously, if you're growing meat for eating, then that meat gets slaughtered. So it's almost like if you eat a cow, that's one cow that's slaughtered, versus if you eat vegetables, there's all kinds of insects and birds and snakes and rabbits and 
uh, mice and rats and whatever creatures or rodents that are around the farmlands that have to be killed because they're eating the crops. And so that's no good. So, so even if you're a vegan, animals are dying for you to eat your food. And I'm not saying that nobody should be a vegan. And I'm not saying that everybody should just eat a bunch of meat. Uh, I feel healthier eating meat. I'm eating a lot more meat than I've ever eaten before. And I rotate it. Uh, I get as much grass-fed as I can. I eat lamb, venison, wild boar. Uh, I don't eat a lot of poultry because poultry is not very nutrient-dense, and they're extremely cruel to chickens unless you can get a really expensive chicken from a small farm uh, that gets to run around and be a natural chicken and then is just killed one day, hopefully quickly, instead of in an assembly line. So I know that the way they slaughter animals can be very awful in the large farms for both pigs and chickens and cows. But there, uh, beef actually is a lot more nutrient-dense than chicken, and a lot of people, there's a lot more omega-6 fats in chicken. So I'm learning a lot about the fat in meat and the protein um, and the ecosystem and how we're all animals, and humans don't like to acknowledge that we eat, you know, that some of us eat other animals and that in nature animals and plants eat each other and there's lots of death and birth and recycling and animals die and rot into the ground and are eaten by other animals and then they're pooped out and then it's fertilizer and I'm really into the cycle of nature and I'm part of the ecosystem and I'm a mammal that's eating other mammals and so I'm, I've made peace with that. I used to be vegan. I was vegetarian off and on since I was 15 years old and then I was vegan uh, for a while and then I drifted back when I hitchhiked through Mexico with somebody. It was really hard to be vegan and then I started eating meat again and then I realized I felt a lot better eating the protein in the meat and the good fat, good sat healthy saturated fats. I don't eat vegetable oils. I eat real fat that comes on the animal products and I feel great and I'm leaner than I've been in uh, since high school. So I'm feeling great. So there's a, a documentary I want to see called Look and See. Um, about how you look at the planet and, and how we affect the planet and how food is very important. The way we get our food and farmers are very important and natural agriculture and let's see. It's a very complicated subject and it's very controversial and I don't want to be a preacher and tell people how they should eat. Uh, but I feel best doing it this way and being part of the ecosystem, plants and animals, um, so, and there's also anti-nutrients and oxalates and lectins in some of the plants. And so if you overeat certain plants, you can actually become ill. Some people have changed their, improved their health by eating more animals and less plants, uh, but depends on the person. So that's also a controversial topic. Michaela Peterson and her dad, Jordan Peterson, have videos to say about nutrition and how it affects the body and the mental health. Um, also, junk food affects the mental, he mental health. Lots of carbohydrates and sugar and artificial ingredients can make people very moody and grumpy and unhappy and their blood sugar is going up and down and that makes people emotionally erratic. And there's a lot of mental health issues that can be improved with proper nutrition, in my opinion. So I'm very inspired by regenerative agriculture and I'm very inspired by... Uh, 
the Joker movie, not the Joker. I guess it's just called Joker. And I was going to do a whole uh, podcast about that. Maybe I won't mix this in with the regenerative agriculture, but I will talk about why I'm inspired. And it ties in with mental health and capitalism and poverty and the ills of modern civilization. And actually that does kind of... uh, the Joker movie kind of does relate to some of these other agriculture uh, situations that I'm talking about because modern civilization, you know, we have polluted the earth. We have not regenerated the soil. A lot of the problems are coming from the way we do farming. And this is both with plants and animals. I think some people think that the way we grow vegetables is totally fine and we just need to stop, um, uh, eating animals, but I don't think that's the answer. And it's also not realistic that the entire planet's going to go vegan. Um, but it would be vast, a vast improvement if we would work with nature and do regenerative farming on a large, massive scale to help regenerate the soil um, and for people to eat healthier meat and for the animals to be treated better without hormones and antibiotics If animals were living in healthier uh, situations, we wouldn't need hormones and antibiotics. And it's, it's really artificial the way we mass produce and the way we do vegetables. We don't even, organic farmers, when they grow vegetables, they don't even necessarily, they're allowed to use synthetic fertilizer, which is only a few minerals. And if you fertilize in a natural way with manure and blood and bones of animals, the way they used to do, uh, it. There's all the minerals needed, and so the soil is a lot different, which affects the greenhouse gases and the carbon footprint. So this is all connected, food and mental health, because the healthier people eat, the more mentally well that I think that they are. Even if somebody still needs medication and therapy and exercise and surgery, etc., Western medicine and all of that jazz, uh, nutrition is one of the keys to health, and the environmental, we can have plants plant and animal agriculture, in my opinion, and still take care of the earth. In fact, that's, I think, the bigger solution. Uh, But again, I'm not preaching. People should do whatever they believe in. But me personally, this is what I believe in, is regenerative agriculture. And um, But I'm living in the city and I'm not a farmer, but I like to support small farms whenever I can. And Happy that there's some good farmer's markets around Seattle. I just got some eggs on Whidbey Island from a small farm, and these are chickens that got to run around and eat healthy uh, things that they like to eat, and they weren't in cages, etc. Because when it says cage-free, it doesn't really mean cage-free. It could mean they only have three inches of space. And so free-roaming chickens from small farms are the way to go, and Hopefully what they feed these chickens is, is the good stuff and not weird fake stuff But because um, chickens are omnivores and they will eat almost anything, I've been told. So chickens, the healthiest chickens are the ones that get to eat worms and bugs as well as plants and vegetation. You know, they're omnivores and they run around and eat all kinds of stuff and that the healthiest chickens are the ones that get to eat uh, a wide variety of natural things out out in the pasture. So... Thanks for listening. This is Shannon Kring and Goddess Kring. I'm an art model. I have two gigs and um, today and I had one yesterday and I'm working with medical students and art students and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm just, I'm really inspired. Uh, I've been watching the George Harrison documentary and I watched Echo in the Canyon and there's so many good movies and the Edie Brickell, um 
I'm really disturbed by the amount of poverty in the United States. My mind is just all over the place. But I guess my main interest is in health and nutrition, mental health, physical health. It's all connected. Mental and physical health is connected. And nutrition is, is one of the keys to that, in my opinion. So thanks for listening. There's a documentary called Running Out of Time, documentary on holistic management. And again, that stars Alan Savory, How to Green the World's Deserts and Reverse Climate Change, I think is the name of his TED Talk. And then there's Nick Offerman on the film Look and See. Those are all good videos, interesting videos. And I guess I'll do my next recording on the Joker movie and why I loved it so much. Um, I don't think that it was glorifying the violence. I don't think it was condemning violence. But you do have – I had empathy for the main character, uh, Joker, played by – uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I had tremendous amount of empathy for him. I could relate to some of his anger and some of his frustration. I personally have been bullied myself. Uh, I don't have any weapons, nor do I ever want to get a weapon. Uh, and in the movie, it was interesting that he didn't choose that. That was a co-worker of his. I don't want to give anything away, but I guess I shouldn't say stuff like that because I don't want to give anything away for people who haven't seen Joker yet. Uh, but I was profoundly affected by that movie, and I want to see it again and write an essay about it and record about it. I'm inspired by the message of it. About uh, To me, it was about having empathy for people that are emotionally disturbed and also have uh, compassion and empathy for the dog-eat-dog capitalist world that we live in where it's really competitive and people are just trying to fight just to survive and living in poverty and having post-traumatic stress disorder from things that they've suffered in their childhood and being on a bunch of medications and then fun suddenly having your funding cut so you can't even see your therapist anymore. But then again, you might be better off because the therapy and the medication might actually be making you sicker and not healthier. There's a lot of things about mainstream psychiatric treatment as well as nutritional advice and guidelines that are actually making people sicker. And there's people that are diabetic type 1 and type 2 who have improved their health tremendously. Uh, sometimes they don't even need insulin anymore, or sometimes they do still need their insulin, especially if they're type 1 diabetic, uh, but with proper nutrition, which is low carbohydrate, more protein and more healthy fats and exercise and good sleep and drinking enough water, etc., taking good care of yourself, you sometimes don't need as much insulin or you might not even need medication at all after that. There, there is a famous doctor in New York City who's type 1 diabetic, and I think he still needs a little bit of insulin, but not very much because he eats in a certain way and he teaches lots of other people to do this. I forgot his name, but he's a very famous uh, doctor that's, I think, in his 80s. And he's type 1 diabetic, and he's helped lots of people just through low carb and eating enough protein and fat, uh, basically eliminating flour and sugar and processed foods from the diet, eating real food like they did in the 1800s or maybe even the 1700s. So nutrition is a passion of mine and regenerative farming and agriculture and the Joker movie. I'm inspired by that movie. It is very upsetting and disturbing in some ways. From an artistic standpoint, I thought the lighting, the editing, and the music was beautiful. It was really well done. It was thoughtful. I had empathy. I don't think that it was making light of violent acts. I feel like it was actually doing it with a thoughtful, poignant style. And you have, I personally have empathy for all the characters. Um, 
So I'll, I'll talk more about that later. So have a great day, everyone. My website is shannonkringen.com. I have a radio show on Hollow Earth Radio called Goddess Kring Radio every week, Thursdays, 3 to 4 p.m. in Seattle. HollowEarthRadio.org is where that is. And then I put that on Mixcloud, archive it. And then I do these recordings on Anchor just randomly. Thanks for listening. If you have something to say, get this app Anchor and start recording yourself. That's what I'd say, especially if you have poetry or music you want to share. We are the media. I think Amanda Palmer said that. Create your own media. We are the media. I, that's one thing. I don't I watch a lot of mainstream news because it's just really stressful and it's just drama, drama, drama. And it's just like sensationalistic and I don't care for it. So uh, I just want the cliff notes on what happens if this current president of the United States is ever going to get impeached or not. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets four more years in office. Who knows? But the whole system is crazy. And I do vote, but I don't like our system. Uh, okay, there it is. So I want a more democratic voting system in the United States. I want national health care. I love Bernie Sanders. I love Alexandria. Oxcavia Ox, Cortez. I'm sorry, I can't say her name <laughs> properly. And I like some Elizabeth Warren ideas. And I also really like Marianne Williamson's ideas. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day.